listening to the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Rude, and today I'm here with a couple of my friends, uh, Mitch and Sam, and we're here to talk about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> now, it's not just like the new movie, but we're going to kind of talk about the franchise as a whole, and, you know, we'll just kind of goes from here as far as uh all the topics go because this franchise let's face it it's a huge franchise and there's no way we're going to be able to talk about everything in an hour and a half uh (laughs) so we'll try to we'll try to cover as much as we can and uh, i do have a little uh what I like to call classic tower questionnaire tournament where oh yeah <laughs> and uh, Sam <laughs> a few questions and uh, actually a total of five questions that I came up with all Mortal Kombat based through you know the the whole franchise so it's not just going to be about the movies or anything okay um, and this guy he's, he's probably been more than I have like. <laughs> So I mean, no, uh, no, no, uh, like real legit pressure or anything. Uh, no, I've I've got no problem showing off how big of a nerd I am. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, just just for fun, just uh, just you know, talk about the the franchise and just kind of throwing a few a uh, few uh, bonus. Uh, I don't know. Just <laughs> <laughs> we're the the rude horror podcast where the points don't matter, and we're still not sure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, I I guess what was because uh, you know we've we've had this in the in the making for a little while, that wanting to do this. So I think I said like the winner will get like some stickers and a patch or some shit. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> What everyone wants, a Root Horror podcast patch and stickers. I'll, I'll stick it all over. We'll, we'll advertise. <laughs> More good content. We're giving you good content. This, we got, this is I'm serious. <laughs> uh, well, hey, uh, Sam, then you came up with a stipulation, too, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, I don't remember. You call- Actually, <laughs> now that you mention it. Yeah, I'm I not- think... I think you said if if uh, Mitch loses, oh, right. then yeah. I have to. Yeah. You have to change the title of a rude, uh, rude, uh, real or podcast, but instead of the C, you have to add a K. More <laughs> <Yeah>. comment <laughs> <laughs> for like what, was it was it the next episode or or should yeah. it be for this episode? Oh, oh, one episode, you will have to, <laughs> to add a K. <laughs> The stakes are high. Right, right. Yeah, it it probably should be for the next episode. That way, if people hear this and then they say or they see the podcast name with the K, they're like, oh, oh, I get it now. Like, so, you know, someone must have won, you know. They're not going to immediately think, hey, this guy doesn't know shit about this. Let's not listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be funny. Uh, so I don't know. Should we just should we kick off my questionnaire thing first, and then maybe that'll kind of spark 
topic for uh, for afterwards, or what do you guys? Yeah, think? no, that sounds good. I mean, yeah, man. Like I said, you're the host. All right, so we had to figure out who who's going to answer first. Just whoever can answer first, or what? You got one on you, Mark? Oh, if, I hear it. Yeah, if you want to do that, we can do that. Or Sam can try to answer first, you know, give him a, a little edge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Sam. All right. S- Sam gets to, to uh, uh, you know, we'll... you'll know if I'm Googling anything. That's a bad point. Whatever. Let's try to refrain. Uh, the Google search. If I hear any keyboards go, uh, you'll be disqualified. Yep. <laughs> Ask reliable option is an alternative search engine. I'll use that instead. <laughs> yeah, Google's banned, but you can use yeah. Bing. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! All right. Just, just all right. All right. Same. All right, Mark. The first question is, Shang Tsung kills Liu Kang's brother in Mortal Kombat. What is his name? Oh, shit. Oh, man. Chang. Is it Chang? Is that, is that your final answer? Yes, it is my final answer. For some reason, that's the, that's the one that sticks out in my head. I'm not sure why. It well, you almost had it. I'll say that, but that was the incorrect answer. Yeah, Mitch, can you uh, come up with the correct answer? So, uh, it, it, I thought it was Chang as well. I just watched it just a little bit ago, and I, I'm picturing the scene where Shang Tsung's doing the, the "Your soul is mine." And all I can think mm. of is him screaming Lou at the camera. And yeah. I know that. I was like, no, that's your screaming for your brother. I, uh, <laughs> it's Lou! And then he, like, stomps on him. It's, oh, it's so good. Uh, is it Cho? It's something like that. It's something really close. It sounds like he, it, the only time you really hear him saying it, it seems like, Chang! Or something like that. He's stuck in that certain way. And that's the only thing I can, I don't know if he says it when he wakes up. He wakes up in that crazy, like, underwater-looking bedroom. Is it, remember that? When he wakes up in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. And it's got, like, the drapes, the kung fu yeah. drapes, like, all around it. <laughs> outside his window, that, like, on his underground unit or something like that. <laughs> I like, that is the coolest bedroom I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, it looks like somebody who mastered martial arts sleeps yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy was like, he probably could kill anybody he wants to it's my <laughs> what what's so, his name all right so you got you guys are super close and actually sam is pretty damn close it's uh chan, chan. ah yeah that's that makes sense i can see it now yeah, yeah. Chan <laughs> everybody remembers chan kang right. you know he's the fan favorite chan <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe I started off with the hard one, but no, that that's at you know I watched the movie completely expecting there to be obscure questions about it, and never once did I think, oh, he's going to ask me what Liu Kang's brother's name is. That <laughs> I couldn't remember right away. I could have swore that I would have known that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you did good. I think you can give that point to Sam. Chang's Chang's yeah. close. 
Yeah, I yeah. Chain King. Yeah. I'm just gonna go on the limb and say it wasn't racist. <laughs> All right, so we'll 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 give the point to Sam on that one. Um and Sam, would you like to answer uh the next question first or would you wanna pass it to Mitch? I'm gonna pass it to him. It gets All right. pressure off All right. me. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I got right, it. We'll we'll play it like that. Whoever wins, whoever wins gets the choice if they get to go first or not. Okay. All right, fair. All right. All right. So next question is Raiden is god of thunder. Fujin is god of what? Wind. Yeah. Yep. He uses oh, a crossbow in Mortal Kombat Gold, and I still remember the inputs to pull it out. Fujin was my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo, yeah. That's that's the correct answer. So it's one point for Mitch and one point for Sam. And I'm just going down down the line. I'm not mixing it up for anybody. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm going down how I have them written. Nope, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for the next question, Mitch, uh, would you like to pass it off to Sam or would you like to answer first? I'll, I'll take a shot at it. I'll take a shot at it this time. Okay. All right, the next question I got is, in the cartoon series Mortal Kombat, Defenders of the Realm, what mm -hmm. actor did the <laughs> voice for Raiden? Hoo-wee! Uh, I know this. Now, uh, now he's, he's someone that, uh, you know, I'm not just going to say some random person. He's actually a, a known actor. That's I, 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 I assumed so. And the animated series have gotten pretty good about getting some decent actors. Uh, I know that. Uh, oh, man, I have no idea. I actually have never seen Defenders of the Realm. I don't think oh, that's. Man. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know there was an actual like. Was it like a kid's cartoon or was it like an HBO kind of thing or like. Well, it, it was a kid's cartoon. And okay. I'll say I, I did watch it when I was a kid, and it was uh, on the USA channel when they actually did, like, Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, man. Yeah, and, that was uh, beyond me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, it, that, that part of my childhood was badass because I could watch Street Sharks, and then I... next episode episode could have been like Mortal Kombat or they threw in Mighty Max a lot. Was was SWAT Cats on that show or was am I thinking something else? Uh, SWAT Cats was up there too. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> all right. I know the era, but yeah, I've never seen <laughs> Defenders of the Realm, so I have no idea. Uh I'm gonna say James Earl Jones as a shot in the dark. I hope that's 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 a good guess. But uh, that is incorrect, <laughs> sir. <laughs> All right, I'll pass it on to Sam. <laughs> Sam, do you have a, a guess? I don't have a clue. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> I, right. I, it was in Hollywood video, and we rented it twice when I was like seven. And my, I don't know, man, my attention span wasn't too good back then. It's not too good now, but definitely. <laughs> like that. So I have quite a few. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, so like this one. Uh, the show didn't last long at all. It was like one season, and then they they put a kibosh to it. Which I mean, it's it's actually a pretty cool show. Like you know, like nowadays going back and watching that, you know, after years later, after it's been like kind of forgotten, pushed under the rug. 
Yeah, that's wow. that's. Uh, I'm gonna have to hunt it down because I've I've never heard of it. So that's that's wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's actually a, a pretty cool show. Uh, um, that you know, I I don't know if just it didn't catch a lot of ratings or or what the deal was. You know, I mean, because this game is pretty brutal. So advertising it as a kids show <laughs> might not have been the the greatest. Yeah, uh, it's about. About as good of an idea as giving uh, Paul Anderson, you know, the script and telling him to make it PG-13. <laughs> hey. Kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't, do you know what year, what year the series came out? That was the, the Defenders of the, whatever it's called. Defenders of the Realm. Yeah, Defenders yeah. of the Realm. I, I want to say it came out in 95. So that's like, I mean, we think about '95. I mean, Mark, because you're pro- Mark's probably the oldest one out of all of us. By maybe like what, two or three years, maybe? Because what, I'm I'm 20. Yeah. So, like, I remember like, uh, man, that is just we're talking prime Mortal Kombat hype. Like, was that Mortal Kombat three or four was probably out then, and like, just saturating our Oh, and '94, yeah, it's probably three, maybe two. <laughs> That merchandise they had. And it was like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like you remember the Sonic the Hedgehog like SpaghettiOs? I was like, of all oh, the yeah. things, that, that was Mortal Kombat. They had stuff like that too, man. So I think the cartoon, that giant, was Mortal Kombat fever. I was in school when I was five years old on Halloween. I got dressed up. And I remember a bunch of kids saw me and they were like, "Oh man, he's a Scorpion dude. That's pretty cool." I never forgot that. I was like, hey man, it was really, really, really big at the time. So I'm not surprised they had it all. They had a cartoon. Everything had a cartoon. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. From from what you're saying, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, everything did have a cartoon. I mean, even like, you know, Street Fighter was really a big competitor with Mortal Kombat. I mean, they really, you know, it was almost like Pepsi versus Coke in a way. Yep. And um, so. And so, like, yeah, I mean, they're both great games, but I mean, I have to probably maybe say Mortal Kombat is the better of the. Yeah, I'm not a big fighting game like aficionado, and I know that they get, you know, if you tell a bunch of Street Fighter fans that Mortal Kombat's better than Street Fighter, they'll probably just collectively shit themselves. But Mortal Kombat's <laughs> definitely the preferred uh, preferred franchise. <laughs> I mean, I've played a pretty good chunk of fighting games. I mean, when I, I mean, the first thing I remember I got is Sega Genesis. One of the first games I ever got was Street Fighter Two, and I mean, it's it, they're kind of different different experiences, you know. I mean, especially if you talk about talk about it now, like what is the current Mortal Kombat and the current Street Fighter? Well, I mean, I think if you look at just the success that Nether Realm, you know, formerly Midway Studio had, and what. Ed Boon did and all the stuff they did over there just in Chicago, kind of in the back our backyard, so to speak. At least more so than the East or West Coast, for sure. I mean, they've been sitting there slinging out those games now for what the better almost three decades. I mean, you know, you look at the current product, you look at when they kind of did that reboot retcon the whole series on Mortal Kombat 9 and kind of said, we're going to start over, took a big gamble on it. If it went bad, you know, it probably could have killed the franchise. Yeah, I don't think that would have been unheard of at the time, you know, after what was the last Mortal Kombat Armageddon or whatever it was. So, 
you know. Oh I, yeah. <laughs> you know, Moon has been sitting there working on those freaking games now. <laughs> like, God, man, he keeps making them. So, and they've become such a push in that cinematic direction with the stories. I mean, they've become this, the gold standard. If you want to get a fighting game, you know, if you value having a story campaign, it's like, well, it's got to be hard to beat that. Like, Mortal Kombat 11 for Injustice 2, you know, or even going back before that, Mortal Kombat 10. I mean, we're talking almost 10 years right there, just of, of three games, and they've been doing it before that. So, you know, hey, man, all, tons of credit to them, and tons of credit to Ed Boon, you know. They, they never got anything. They went through some ups and downs, but man, they're still there. They're just making more combat games, and they obviously have a huge passion for war movies. You look at all the DLC characters for more Combat X. I mean, it's, they they're constantly giving out homages to war movies because a lot of that inspiration they draw from that stuff comes from that, and just the cinematic beauty, so to speak. I mean, you know, and it's all glory fashion is really kind of what drives them to keep pushing that envelope for you know the sake of doing it i think there's a lot to respect in that i mean hey man they've been that's not an easy business to be in and they're there still doing it they never backed away they're the I mean, they're the right right mitch i mean they're the reason there is a rating system at all on any yeah. game how the yes yep, right came in. them and night trap <laughs> <laughs> night trap yeah and I, yeah that that oh, deserved man. it absolutely absolutely i agree sam and like it really look at mortal Kombat like from the midway days like once uh once they uh got away from midway i mean you know that that was a big gaming company back then and it's like well where does the series go from there if they're not with midway and then you know warner brothers picks them up I mean, they Warner Brothers could have killed that game. That's true. With their, you know, their first installment, somehow, you know, I think I think uh, Mortal Kombat just has luck. You know, test your luck. I yeah, mean, they, they really have luck, and you know, it instead of it being a flop, it was fucking awesome. I almost think that they're better with Warner Brothers, to be honest. Because where they're going with the game series is just is beyond, man, and I love it. Yeah, Brothers was untested as a support support for a publisher and developer at the time too. So especially back when it was coming out for the first time, nobody really knew too too much what Warner Brothers was kind of doing in that medium or that industry. So now, yeah, you're right. I mean, and you look at hey, hey man, Warner Brothers has a great track record of putting out solid software i mean any of the more recent like the uh shadow shadow of mordor shadow of war i mean those are big war the race games that did very well i mean you look at obviously more combat like man they're, they're the batman game fantastic. series absolutely oh yeah the arkham series one of the yeah. best ever made period point blank there's not many people that argue against that and so yeah but you know, as half it's a fourth quarter buzz versus Kevin Conroy and <laughs> you know, or Camel. Give it up to man. It's sweet to just punch people in the face of that, you know, let's face it. I mean, you know, what more could you really ask for? What? Uh, 
So who who uh, who voiced Raiden in the? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely yeah, curious. So, yeah, we we really kind of trailed off, but yeah, that no, derail. Like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that totally fine. Because um, we made some really good points there. True, but uh, well, but okay. All right, so so who voiced Raiden in the Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm series was Clancy Brown. What? Seriously? Seriously. How do you convince Clancy Brown to play <laughs> Thunder God in a Mortal Kombat movie? <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, no I would I wouldn't have would not have guessed that, not in a thousand years. <laughs> I, and and so people who don't know Clancy Brown, uh he played in uh one of my favorite movies, Starship Troopers. Yep. And uh, you know, Pet Cemetery Two to bring this to the you know swing around to the horror side of things. He's also Mr. Krabs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Yeah, he did do Mr. Krabs. Holy yeah, shit. yeah, he was Mr. Krabs. Like I, I came to that revelation like a year ago. It was like no fucking way. I saw him throw a knife through a Busey's hand. There's no way he's a Krabs. <laughs> he. He's probably got a. Well, I mean, he he is the only dude that's played Mr. Krabs and Raiden. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed Clancy Brown. Not not uh, not in a million years. Well, the more you know. Yeah, I'm gonna let Sam take this next one first. <laughs> All right. All right. So the next question I got is, why is Noob Cybot's name Noob Cybot? I do believe it is the uh, the last name of the at least during the original ones, the lead developers, which was Ed Boon and John Tobias. I'm pretty sure it's Boone is noob is uh, Ed Boone's name last name backwards, and a Cybot is John Tobias's name backwards. It's sort of an homage. I think you know they Mortal Kombat always had a, a lot of secret side characters in the background stuff. And that was part of it, you know, that that they had to start just giving names to these random ninjas. <laughs> Their two last names backwards. Yep, that's that's correct, Sam. A very elaborate uh, answer, but yes, that, that's correct. <laughs> so okay, what, all right, we're at. Um, Sam has two. Mitch has one because no one got Clancy Brown. Yep. Oh, so, oh gosh, this next one is uh, could be a tiebreaker or a win for Sam if he gets it right. You want to take it first? Um, yeah, I definitely want to take it first. <laughs> Are you going to take it first? All right. All right. the The next question I have is who was the first hidden character ever in the Mortal Kombat game series. Oh, Merc, yeah, you had to ask me that, didn't you? Okay. You want uh, me to give you a hint, Sam? Sure did. Uh, I don't All you got to do is get a double flawless without blocking on the pit after a witch passes over a full moon. <laughs> um, oh, man, I'm really trying to... <laughs> it would have been... <laughs> I actually didn't have Mortal Kombat 1. I had Mortal Kombat 2. That was the first one I got. 
I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna say character. I'm gonna say uh, reptile. I'm gonna say reptile. I think <laughs> they're like they're the black yeah, shirt would have been the green ninja. So I'm gonna say that. Finally, are, are you sure? Are you sure you aren't using uh, the Bing? Maybe I could be sitting here clacking away all night. Well, somehow you got it fucking right, Sam. It is reptile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so holy shit, I, I, uh, not not trying to to, to diss you, Sam, but I thought maybe Mitch would have had this in the bag. The upset of the century. <laughs> well, hey, hey, congrats, Sam, dude. You won this little tournament I put together. Yes. Fair and square. Fair and square. Fair and square. Thanks, Bing. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He is the classic Tower World Champion. (laughs) So we'll we'll have to uh, do another podcast, and someone will have to dethrone Sam, or uh, or he may retain. I don't know. Gonna have to make a belt. Send him the 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 heavyweight (laughs) champion belt. (laughs) Just put like my podcast symbol on the belt, and then have like the words. Classic power questionnaire <laughs> champion. And make sure it's like exceptionally long for no reason. You know, it's like the uh, Marcus Rude presents the Rude Horror Podcast world champion of the, you know, just go on and on. <laughs> I think you literally have to keep the title on your person at all times. Even like when I'm going to work and I walk in the bank, I'm going to have that fucking title strapped on me. Just walking, <laughs> like, walking down the room in that suit. Right? <laughs> done this with me. It's just be walking around that thing, strutting with it. Right. Be be a, a proud uh, wearer of the belt, Sam. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like like going back to like uh, <coughs> uh, you know the the name homage of like Noob Saibot. Um, like I'm sure Mitch knows. Uh, the story about mocap, how like mocap was kind of like an homage to uh, the I forgot his name, but the guy that originally did like the choreography scenes for like the since the beginning of the game. Oh yeah, uh, it's, it's based off of the guy who played like Johnny Cage, who was also like both of the ninjas in the original one. I think I might be wrong on that, but yeah. He was an uh, homage, if you will. <laughs> what yeah. a, what an odd character. Him and uh, Meat was another one that always just struck me as strange. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you can, they're definitely you get, strange. Yeah, you start running out of ideas quick, man. <laughs> I mean, they were creative with him. Like, uh, you know, he, he would like take off his head and throw it. You know, which was cool because he was a hunk of meat and. <laughs> Yeah, but they made some absurd characters, but somehow they made them fucking cool. Oh yeah, and they made some. You know, yeah, they uh, they were able to take a joke and make it cool. The character Rain, who is in you know obviously purple clothes, is just a a massive homage to Prince. They didn't care. They're like, yeah, we like Prince. Here's Rain. You want more ninjas? We can color swap all day. <laughs> 
and like uh you know i i do want to mention just because this is you know cool info but uh uh johnny cage is basically an homage to jean-claude van damme mm-hmm. because that's that's the game that they were originally going to make like before mortal Kombat, they're going to make a game uh future of, soldier uh, yeah universal yep. soldier or universal soldier that yeah thank sorry yeah, yeah <laughs> they, they were gonna make a video game for that and then uh you know something happened that i think like they just had dropped the project or someone had dropped like maybe midway had dropped it or something and and uh you know and then they had this idea of like mortal Kombat of making like this this futuristic fighter game kind of like uh street fighter but different and you know it just evolved into what we know now and they were trying they were trying to get mortal Kombat spelled with the c but they couldn't get the uh copyrights to it so they just went with the k oh. <laughs> and i'm glad they did the the misspelling and then them sticking with that shtick through every game every single cuh sound is spelled with the k it doesn't matter if it's a c or not it's great yeah yeah it's pretty badass wouldn't it be funny though if they did just like randomly just put the c in there that's what i was thinking like the newest mortal Kombat is just mortal Kombat, but with a c you know that's mortal Kombat 12 (laughs) like (laughs) they're just running out of names is this a cheap knockoff or yeah like Hey, uh, I think I think you misspelled it. Uh, <laughs> and Boone's inbox is just full of just replies of, "Hey, uh, uh, I, I think you just you misspelled combat." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we we know. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> hey. Well, man. So uh, to swing this around to like the movie. Because you oh, know, boy. we're all pumped about seeing Mortal Kombat. Uh, what Mortal Kombat character would you guys like to see in the new movie? Because I know they show a lot of previews, but we might see characters that haven't been in the previews yet. Or or <laughs> what future movies uh, that uh, you know that you would like to see characters from the game that haven't made it to live action? Give me. A full-blown R-rated Baraka. I, I want to see a Tarkatan actually like cut people into little pieces with arm blades. Like he's—he's, he's, you know, you see him in—I uh, I think in, in uh, Annihilation or something. You see the Tarkatans. I mean, come on. Like you can't. Annihilation shouldn't. You know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, and then there's a, a really cool fight scene with him in uh, Scorpion's Revenge, which was one of the the newer. That was an actual R-rated like cartoon. It was really fantastic. It was a little movie, but I've I've always wanted to see him like actually like unleash. I feel like it'd be cool. It's like, he can do so much gross shit, and if you're looking for fountains of blood in your super gory movie, it's super easy with a guy who's got blades that come out of his arms, you know. And he's got the teeth, and I know that they can do that right. Melina from the uh, just the trailer looks fantastic. I mean, the characters all look like really, really, really like faithful to their game counterparts in this new movie. Uh, and then of course with them showcasing almost a beat for beat of Sub-Zero's X-Ray, like, you know, it's going to be sweet. Yeah. You know, we, we already, you know, and I know there's going to be a lot of stuff about the plot and I'm sure the plot's going to be great. And 
I'm not there. It's just like when people were bitching about Godzilla vs. Kong or King of Monsters. I'm not there for plot. I'm there to see a guy who's dressed as a yellow ninja throw a rope and a knife at a dude who's dressed as a blue ninja and pull his heart out. Like <laughs> It's a simple guy. Right. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I, to, yeah. to add to that, uh, sorry, Sam, I'll just say, like, uh, to add to that, with all the live action movies that we have so far, we really haven't seen, like, an epic fight scene. I mean, we've seen some fight scenes, but, you know, with the capabilities of uh, filmmaking now and, you know, with how CGI and, and blockbuster status has mm-hmm. been fucking awesome. Uh, I, I expect to see some some epic fight scenes rather than oh, yeah. these quick one minute battles and you know like in Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Like, I mean, well, let's let's be serious. The fight scenes in those are terrible. They are, but you you got to give it to at least at least the stunt team and and uh uh Shu is his last name. The guy who played Liu Kang, who was a stunt performer oh. before, you know there. Uh, they literally, I mean, he, he had broken a rib during the fight with reptile in that movie and just kept mm-hmm. going. Uh, Sonya blade, she had injured herself as well. I mean, they, they all got hurt and the, the choreography is great, but it was also shot. Like I said, by like a 20 year old Paul W S Anderson. When you, when you're trying to get epic fight scenes, uh, the dude who did resident evil probably isn't going to cut it for you. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's neither here nor there that I, I, as, as, kind of quick cut as they were. And again, they were really pressured to make sure it was kid friendly and not R rated. They could not yeah. show a person actually dying on screen, even though they got away with it with Shang Tsung in the end somehow. And that's why we had all these, the, you know, the, the crazy bucket of water shtick against sub zero and all these weird ways around it. That's why, you know, reptile turns into bugs, even though that's another strange idea that they had there you know but they they were really really put under pressure but they still managed to have the small bursts of fight scenes that we like actually saw were really really good uh especially i i shouts out to the johnny cage and scorpion fight especially when they're in the the hellish region and stuff you know it oh, looks great yeah. you know it's it's, a, it's an awesome and, and of course the homage to his friendship where after he blows him up he drops the picture the to your your biggest fan Johnny Cage it's oh uh, but sorry I'm getting a, a sidetrack but yeah the the stunt choreography and the actual fighting was fantastic just very short we didn't get much and yeah I'm excited to see like some ten minute long bloodbaths <laughs> right yeah I I might have been a little too harsh but but yeah I, you know I guess like my issue was like they're just to in you know in the uh in the 90s they, they were they were pg-13 fight scenes you're you you were not being too harsh at all i mean compared to what they could be they suck ass you know yeah. like to, to today's standards yeah yeah that's that's probably a better way to say that yeah well what about you sam uh what, what character would you like to see in the new world combat movie or like in a future installment in a live action movie oh man uh, that's a good question. I think, I think I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see. I don't know if it's confirmed if he will be, but I'm excited to see if Jax is in the uh, is in the movie. I mean, like Metal Arm Jax. 
Oh yeah, with uh, the trailer shows him getting his arms torn straight off. <laughs> oh, yeah, we get we get his arms look super cool in the movie. Uh, Jack's his character design in the this upcoming movie looks he's awesome. Yeah, so and I'm you know I'm sure they'll get whoever will play him will do do a pretty solid job. So I feel like that would be cool. I'd say if there's anybody, you know, I mean I love Kung Lao. I know he's gonna be in it. <laughs> but, you know, for being honest, man, like I'd love to see a really, really good Quan Chi. If they have like, I mean, if they did like a yes. real dark, like if say this Mortal Kombat movie, which what reviews are out there seem to actually be like it actually did, is doing pretty good. It's like a seven out of ten on IMDb, so it must be pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> and you, know, you can't always go by that rating to say no, much. no, but um. You know, it's like if they did a, like a follow-up sequel and they did continuation, and it's just it's a little just darker, and it's just you know, I mean, it's a dark character, man. If you could get a good actor to kind of pull that off, you know, it'd be man. Who knows? You know, <laughs> come come out really really good. So I feel like it would be it'd be really cool to see. You know, we could finally put his leg beat down to screen. You know, yeah. he tears yeah. off someone's leg and beats on him with it, and then game over, and he's still beating on him with it. <laughs> so I think you kind of have to go there. for the characters. It's not like ever going to be anything too outlandish. But I mean, hey, man, who knows? You know, like I said, it's about to come out. You know, if it does well, it does well. You'd be surprised to not see another one. So who knows? Well, I'll be excited to see the Zack Snyder cut of it, where it's like yeah. four hours long. <laughs> we get all the the meat and the meat and bones of it. <laughs> there's there's two and a half hour extended long scenes of Kung Lao and Raiden talking over tea. <laughs> <laughs> then it gives you the choice watching it or in black and white. Oh yeah, that's, that, just those sequences. It's like these were made for the Criterion Collection. <laughs> 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 yeah oh i would I, i'd i'd buy the shit out of that oh same now that that's that is a masterpiece <laughs> <laughs> but no no sam dude i, I you know definitely want to see uh you know i think we're going to see some good jack scenes in there you know especially mm. with you know him getting his arms torn off like like in the uh scorpion's revenge movie Oh man, that <laughs> Goro just rips his fucking arms off. That's that's pretty pretty brutal. That's that movie had some oh, just some awesome like <laughs> I know they were all animated and it's it's hard to say, but there were some awesome kills in that movie. Scorpion I, he he did some really cool stuff. I love it when he throws his spear through like three or four of those like soldiers' heads and then just like pulls oh. their skulls out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god, that movie. I'm glad I bought that one. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, same. Fucking awesome movie. And I loved how, like, Ed Boon was, like, so, so much involved in this, or in mm-hmm. that movie, too. Like, you know, he, he really wanted, uh, this movie to be, like, you know, authentic to the, the franchise. And, uh, it definitely is. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> Uh, it, it does a really, really good job of, of telling Hanzo's story and, and showing everything between B Han and you know the first Sub Zero <laughs> before right. it was. Uh, oh, uh, why am I spacing on the other Sub Zero's name? Uh, does, there's spoiler alert. There's multiple Sub Zeros. <laughs> the Lin Kuei. 
Yeah. Yeah, I uh not I want to, it's not Frost cuz Frost No, is, no, Frost yeah, it, his uh there's Bihan and then there's the other one and I, I can't remember his actual name. Bihan, I believe I think that's the first one who dies and becomes noob Cybot. And he and Bihan also yeah, might be the second yeah, Sub-Zero's right. name. So I think uh Sub-Zero well it says Sub-Zero and Noob Cybot are brothers. Yeah, yeah. The second Sub-Zero is the first one's brother. And I, I just can't remember if it's uh if Bihan is the Sub-Zero in the first Mortal Kombat or if Bihan is Mortal Kombat 2 Sub-Zero. Pretty sure you're right. Pretty sure Bihan is the one in the the first one because I think so too. Yeah, yeah, Bihan is the original Sub-Zero's name, okay. and then his younger brother is Quay Lang. Yeah, Quay Lang. Quay Lang. Which is so much easier to remember than Bihan. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> brother, you're behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that was, that was a shitty joke, but... I, I, I'm, I'm gonna pre. If your name's Bihan, you're asking for it, right? <laughs> you're like what a uh, scorpion! You'd be like, yo, Bihan, get over here. <laughs> I'm, I, I love that Ed maybe, Boon. Maybe. Is the, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. That Ed Boon's the voice of, uh, of Scorpion. You know, all the, the, the get over here's and come here. It's all. Right. All Boone, and he, I love that he did it for the movie as well. All of Scorpion's lines are done by Ed Boone. Right, that's badass. Like, I was thinking, like, what, what, what if that was like an inside joke in between Scorpion and, and Sub Zero? Was Scorpion's always trying to make fun of Sub Zero? <laughs> his name is <laughs> uh, it just yeah. With when when we're not paying attention, when they're not brutally murdering each other, they're just like chumming around, hanging out. Scorpion just making fun of him because his name's Bihan. <laughs> I, I I like to think that's that's the reason why they hate each other. Yeah, hundred percent. That's my head cannon. <laughs> like like, I mean, I want to talk just a little bit about uh, Scorpion's Revenge mm. uh, because, um, you know, throughout the whole franchise, Scorpion. It's kind of been like, you know, I'll say like the earlier stuff, he was more or less like the a bad guy. You know, he was kind of like, mm, oh, this, definitely this held fire demon, you know, like you just he kind of just seemed like a villainous character And Sub-Zero was kind of like this good character, mm-hmm. you know, because he, you know, would put out the fire with, you know, this ice character. He's cool. Everyone, you know, everyone wants to, you know, think that he's the good guy. Well, in Scorpion's Revenge, he's more or less like, you know, Sub Zero is more like the bad character in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the she ra ra you and the Lin Kuei. Yeah, well, yeah, like, <clears throat> you know, we we see this, you know, since this is Scorpion's origin story, we kind of see uh, from Scorpion's side because he was always kind of like. A mysterious character we never really knew much of his backstory we just knew that you know he's got this fucking awesome spear he tells you to get over here he he'll spit fire on your face you know he'll take his mask off spit fire in your face <laughs> uh you know that's all, all we kind of really by him but you know hearing the backstory of him 
and and how he came to be really kind of like opens uh you know opens this franchise up like quite a bit to think like man these characters are starting to get like really in-depth uh lore to their story yeah, if if you weren't paying attention to the little just stills that would come up with a blurb of text in the arcade cabinets, you know, it would come up and say Sub-Zero and a little teeny tiny bit about the character. And that was all the story. <laughs> Everything else we know, we got a guy with a laser for an eye, two ninjas and a god of thunder fighting in front of people. You know, we didn't care. Right. And, and even continuing on, you know, there was an overarching story through two and three and three ultimate. And then like four got weird and gold like that era. Then we got to the PS2 eras and, and the stories just went fucking ape shit. Now we've got six realms and like ancient gods and, you know, Liu Kang's a zombie. And like, you know, <laughs> they, 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 it's just absolute madness. And I... I really like that uh, the that film, the Scorpion's Revenge, kind of took it back to its roots. You know, it's let's let's kind of stay away from some of the craziness and kind of stick with these two warring ninja clans. And then when you're used to that, then we'll put you in the Mortal Kombat tournament halfway through the movie, and shit gets weird. But you love it because it's Mortal Kombat. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's one of the Mortal Kombat is one of them series where. You know, it, it can get so crazy and you might not know exactly what's going on, but you still have to watch it because it's fucking Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. It's, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't. It, I, didn't. It, I mean, it's it's so simplistic in a way, you know, like it's like, OK, we're going to see a tournament somewhere where the two someone is going to fight someone else and it's going to be fucking brutal. It's it's the perfect setup for I get to watch a Shaolin monk fight a cybernetic robot and then i'm gonna watch a four-armed half dragon person fight a guy dressed as a cowboy you know we got these colorful cast of characters let's see how cool we can kill them and that's like the only premise i need <laughs> right well what's interesting is you know looking back at, at uh some of the story wise is they say there's like 18 different realms mm -hmm. and really i mean what they've only touched on like maybe maybe five tops yeah there's earth realm outworld nether realm eternia uh and there's realm of you... chaos yeah which is uh i i i know that at one point in time they used to refer to that as something like two different things but i think that might be nether realm the itself like oh. other than nether realm studios i also might not be sure cuz I, I'm I'm literally thinking to the weird, like uh, open world RPG Shujinko section of Mortal Kombat. Was that Deception that had that? I think, or maybe it was Arm uh, uh, Armageddon. But it, you ran around the world, and you know you could like punch people, and you got money and stuff. And it was like an actual story mode, and you went through all these different realms as a character named Shujinko. And I'm trying to think of all the ones you went to. <laughs> right. Yeah, th that's the only ones I can think of. But they 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 add more. There are some that are were added that are canon from you know back in the day that aren't canon now. So I, I have no idea where the actual canon story for the game series is at in terms of how many realms. It might just be those four. I have no idea. Right. Yeah. Like so. 
I kind of pulled it up here. But uh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> we do have that uh, power, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we can bring Bing and Google back into this a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I think I think we really touched on like the the main like uh, eat is it eating Edenia. Adenia, yeah. Adenia. That's where, where Katana and Tanya and... Uh, Sindel. Sindel, yep. And Sindel are from. Um, but yeah, yeah, so it's like Earth, Earthrealm, Outworld, Adenia, um, Chaos Realm, Netherrealm. Okay, yeah, there is a... All right. Yeah, yeah, there is one. And then, then there's some that are kind of new to me, um, like Dream Realm. Nope. Uh I don't know that Order one. <laughs> realm. That sounds realm. familiar. Nope. Heaven. Just straight up heaven. Sure. Uh, uh, which that would be interesting to see in a Mortal Kombat setting. Especially like in 4K or, you know, see like, you know, fighting on clouds or some shit. Yeah. Nice. I, I was imagining like Diablo 3's heaven at the end there. So it's, you know, kind of like some of the stages from you know, Mortal Kombat, so it'll be big golden pillars, but they'll be covered in, like, weird outworld demons and shit, you know? Yeah, they'll they'll do something crazy. The stage design has been... They always have something wild going on in the background. It's awesome. Right. Yeah, sometimes, like, seeing the background is, of these games is a little... Like, I want to say more interesting than the gameplay, but it's always something that you, you know, you always want to look at and see, like, what's different, what stands oh, yeah. out. You might like, notice. I always love seeing. I'll, I'll say, uh, I really always like seeing like on the uh, the bridge level where you can see like another bridge in the far background. You can see two fighters fighting in the background while you're fighting somebody. Yeah, the that. in the the pit is the name of that stage. Yeah, and you're on the big bridge, and if you do the state that you uppercut them out. And they fall off onto the spikes. If you do the the stage fatality there, yeah, that's the one. If you're if in Mortal Kombat one, if you're on that stage, and you perform a double flawless victory against your opponent without blocking, and a shadow of some kind of witch flew over the moon in the back, it'll actually take you to fight reptile. That's that's the sequence of events to unlock him. Uh-huh. Basically, it's 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 pretty cool. I uh, one of the oldest you know real cases of an unlockable like you know it, it is the oldest secret character and that's a staple in almost every fighting game now so well now sometimes you just got to buy them but you know yeah they moved up to micro uh transactions yeah instead of doing the hard work and actually try to you know do codes to be fair, whether I have to unlock him or pay ten dollars, I'm more than happy to play as the Terminator in a Mortal Kombat game. That's <laughs> that is a lot of fun. Hell yeah! Anything to add to that, Sam? I know you've been we've been kind of talking over you. So is there anything nope. you want to mention? Uh, no, not particularly. No, I think just you know thinking about. I mean, you know, you kind of look at the scope of all the different more combat people. I mean, there's so many different ones. You know, everyone kind of has their own memories of different things. I mean, I remember 
Like I said, Mortal Kombat comes up with what I got. So, um, man, I remember just, like, Count, you touched on just the backgrounds. I don't know if you remember much about Mortal Kombat 2, but, like, there's the one where they had these dudes in, like, purple robes. The void or whatever. And then, uh, they had the, the portal in the background. He had, like, those red eyes, like, and the black, kind of, like, the disturbed kind of logo head. Like, <laughs> and it's like, like a heavy little music video, but it's in the background. Like, that's great, too, man. So, I <laughs> hey, man, I've been doing that stuff a long time. And, I mean, I think, especially, like I said, man, if you especially look at the last two, you know, what they did with, you know, Mortal Kombat 9, but they really did with Mortal Kombat 11. It's like, you know, I mean, they didn't even have a tournament in this last story in anywhere in it at all, you know, and it doesn't happen so much anymore that they've been able to start with these giant blockbuster characters. And I mean, I don't know what, I would say probably the story on one of those, about three hours, three and a half hours, you know, that is a Snyder cut. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. And you're definitely deep in Snyder cut too. So, you know, you give them credit, man. They got, you know, a little retro flair, a lot of the, Ton of the different cast back, whether it was through DLC or, um, you know, getting the original Shang Tsung back, which, you know, is probably the best decision I think they've ever made. You know, I mean, he's just, he fits so well. You know, it's like, I mean, they knocked it out of the park. What can you say? You know, they did, they did it again. So it's like they have, you know, they have yet to, to kind of improve along. I think there's a lot of, obviously, different fighting games out there right now, but it's competitive scene or just overall sales in general, I think, you know, they're kind of they're doing something right. It's been, a lot of it comes stems from that story focus on, you know, there's no story in Street Fighter 2. I can say that for sure. <laughs> you know, not many other ones. Not, like, not a story like that. It's like a seamless integration of coming into the story, doing the fight, and then just actually wanting to keep watch it go on, you know? Right. Yeah, like, so like Mortal Kombat 11... You know, I I could be, uh, I don't know, like I, I don't I don't want to sound cliche or anything, but like I think Mortal Kombat 11, the newest one, is the best out of the whole series. I mean, just I because admit, that's that's a fair statement. I, I would be in that same camp. I think. I mean, I, I have some love for like Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate, but that's nostalgia. Like, right. if we're gonna be real, it's it's it's. Yeah, the, the the modern age, but especially with eleven, right? No, it, Mitch, I I agree with you too. Like nostalgia, it would have to be uh, MLK three Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, because it has like all the the really it has like just everyone that you want to have in a game, and you know, Mortal Kombat eleven kind of gave us that in a way too. I mean, we oh, have, we have a huge roster. Yeah, we have mostly everyone from. Uh, MK3, and so I think that kind of helps a lot too. Because you know, thinking back, like I used to love playing as uh, Noob Cybot mm. and like you know, Cabal, which <laughs> I love playing Cabal. Cabal is a lot of fun, dude. Oh, and and you know, so think thinking of like fatalities, Cabal might have like my favorite one where he throws you in the air then he runs really fast and splits you in half yep oh the his newest one yeah for the like newest where, yeah one. i he, he 
there's the one also where he drags you. Is, is that his X-ray or what? Or is is special? Wherever he like hooks him and then like drags him across the ground with his hook sword. Yeah, and then just kind of throws you. Yeah, he's he became a lot cooler than uh, his fatality being him taking off his mask and having a cartoonishly large face that scared the opponent to death. <laughs> oh man, the, his yeah. they took the fatality. It's like, all right, we'll lean into the how cool they are and make them over the top because we we definitely did the goofy. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah, that was definitely goofy. Oh, I, I loved them but- though. There's. Like that one and, and uh, Liu Kang's arcade drop, where he just dropped the Mortal Kombat 2 arcade cabinet on the opponent and it killed him. <laughs> just over the top. Right. Yeah, what, I mean, about you, what about you, Sam? I mean, if you look at so many of them, I mean, we're talking like of all time. I mean, man. That's, that's, a, tough, that's a tough call, make, man. Anything. <laughs> I'm biased. I really like Kung Lao. I, I didn't I didn't ever initially play any of them very much in any of the you know, I mostly played Mortal Kombat two and three. And then I had Deadly Alliance. It was one of the one of the first games I think I got when I bought a GameCube. So I played a lot of Deadly Alliance too. When I picked up uh Mortal Kombat eleven, I really started playing as Kung Lao. When he got that that redid his character, you know, he's kinda of a lot more cocky now and less less monk like. It's kinda of just he's like a Religious Johnny Cage. (laughs) (laughs) I I became a Kung Lao fan when I saw him throw his hat on the ground and pull someone through it. Hold up two different halves of him. You know, that 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 fatality is brutal. (laughs) And I I don't know if it's in that one, but where he he throws the hat down uh, and it keeps spinning and he pulls him through or the one where he throws the hat down, it's still spinning and then he like goes over and he kicks her torso and her face goes into it. Oh, yeah, or he just stomps her head down onto it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I mean, they're <sighs> stylized, man. You know, somebody different ways to kill people over the years. <laughs> oh, and, w- and when you don't worry about physics and you can use magic, it just, the whole world is open to you. You can do whatever you want to these people and nobody cares. Just make it look as cool as possible. I love it. <laughs> the fatalities are the brutalities are also. Very, oh yeah, brutalities are, are are fatalities from the initial, you know, some of the initial Mortal combats. But man, I always really like the level the level interactions. Like, like you said, like going back to MK One and sending them down the pit. You know, uh, MK Two was probably my favorite because. There was the one level where you could uppercut them, and there were the spikes above it. And if you did, yeah, like, <laughs> you just stick them to the ceiling. <laughs> stick to the ceiling spikes. And I was like, man, that's a really cool way to kill somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, you know, hey man, I'm really creative with all that. Right. Well, and I always liked how like there's some levels where you can uppercut them, and then they'll just go flying up, and then there's spikes above you. That you'll stick to, or yep. like you know, like in the pit where you can uppercut them and then they go flying off the bridge and then onto spikes. The uh, Deadly Alliance and Deception, the PlayStation Two ones, they took those stage fatalities just completely to left field. You know, it went from being like, oh, spikes on the ceiling, sure, I can kind of get it's a spooky place. Spikes on the ground, that's pretty cool. And this, and then in these ones, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll kick you into a cement roller. 
you know, flatten you completely out on one or uppercut you off the top of a building. You'll slam through the second floor and then slam onto the ground and die. I think, or uh, the wildest one to me, because it comes out of nowhere. And I can't remember if it's deadly Alliance or deception, but you uppercut them. It's in a bell tower. And there's just like an area. These were blatantly cleared. You didn't have to do anything special. You just push your opponent to one of the sides. There'd be like a red line. And if you could hit them over that, you would just auto kill them. And you would, it was just this red line. You'd uppercut them. And for some reason, they would then break through the floor that you've been fighting on. And there's just spikes under the floor in a bell tower for no reason. <laughs> like they just, they just didn't care anymore. They just started doing some really crazy shit. And I loved it. <laughs> makes being like the head of construction on that front. But who the hell's idea? Who put this giant spike pin in the foundation? <laughs> yeah, the, the the building company, the guys who had to place all those. Like, man, seriously? The construction company now world. It's like, oh, screw it, just leave it. <laughs> Let's go. It's, it's the same guys who have to make all of uh, the mansions in Resident Evil. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, don't you guys know that's how construction works? We lay some oh, yeah. spikes down and then we put some cement <laughs> blocks on top of it. And then we put some wood over it, and then when people fight on it, accidentally maybe impale themselves. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you two by fours, like, what more you want? There's plenty of some- <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Hey, you know, I, I want to keep this Mortal Kombat, but with with this new info out, I have to say, uh, you know, I, I, Mitch, I've talked to you about, uh, you know, Dead by Daylight, how they brought hmm. Silent Hill oh, yeah. chapter in. Well, you know, today they just dropped that Resident Evil is coming to Dead by Daylight for oh, the 25th seriously? anniversary. Who yeah, are, they, they do just, we know what the what are they using? Are we going to have like Nemesis or like a, a liquor or something? Well, the, from from what I can gather from the teaser, we we might get a liquor to start. That'd be with. so cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I mean, they did do it with the Demogorgon. How? They still needs a buff, but they did a pretty good job with the Demogorgon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be a person to say that I think the Demogorgon fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't get me wrong. I love Stranger Things, but the character that they did to portray him, like how his mechanics work, I just I didn't like the way he kind of stood, since they kind of just modeled him on a weird like, you know, a bipedal frame. So he's just, it's kind of like what they did with Alien in Mortal Kombat when they, you know, instead of being hunched over and beast-like, it stands up and it kind of looks like a dude in a costume. Hey, you know, yeah. I get it. <laughs> so, like, I'm afraid if they do have a liquor to start off with, uh, it might be sort of similar how Demogorgon works, how, like, he'll he'll act like he's on his front paws for the cinematic, and then he'll just start, mm-hmm. you know, stand standing up. Back. I hope not. Liquor. I want to be able to climb on walls, hang on top of ceilings, lick down with a spear tongue. I don't want to stand up like a dude if I'm playing a liquor. <laughs> right. So, like, you know, they, they made it seem like that. But what they really should do is, I mean, they, they got to go with either Nemesis or uh, uh, Tyrant. Batman. Oh, yeah, Mr. X or uh, one of the Tyrant uh, program. Yeah. Bio weapons. <laughs> yeah. BOWs. Yeah, get that or I could also see him doing Birkin too from Resident Evil 2, the dude with the big eye on his shoulder. Oh yeah. Yeah, he, he, they could do that 
Probably, you know, either way, I'm just hyped to see Resident Evil in it because I love Resident Evil. Yeah, right. <laughs> I cannot and wait they... for Village. Oh my god, yeah, dude. Um, I'm, I'm I'm sold day one. I'm gonna have that shit pre-ordered, but I'm gonna oh, wait yeah. and see. You know what they have, like collector-wise, because I always like to see. Uh, you know what, what's what's there to offer? In, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, but... I might shill out a little bit more for a statue of Lady Dimitrescu, but you know. franchise in any media format i mean resident evil is up there man i mean in general man my by far my favorite is definitely and mitch probably i think you remember this too because i bought i remember playing resident evil 4 oh yeah um they had a demo of it in best buy like on on right it came out maybe a year after the GameCube came out i think i remember playing and being like man it's so cool like i really need to like get this, like this is crazy. Like I remember, they had a special edition that came with a chainsaw controller. If you still have that controller, it is worth so much money. <laughs> They're like a hundred and something bucks now. It's like the worst controller ever. Like, could you imagine trying to play? Oh, I've I've used it before. Oh yeah, it's it is. I mean, you hold it like a chainsaw, and then your buttons don't make any sense, and then you're trying to play. You know, tight and reactionary controls with your over-the-shoulder action Dumb. game, and you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That, uh, man, yeah, we could do a whole other podcast on Resident Evil. Oh Game. yeah, we should get back but, on to us. <laughs> right, like, all right, yeah, but like to to tie ends with the whole Dead by Daylight Resident Evil thing. Uh, the chapter is supposed to release in July. Okay. I'm not mistaken. So I don't know why they jumped the gun to that. I think it's because of the 25th anniversary. They kind of want to get. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's Capcom's going off about it too. They got a big sale on or sale on Steam right now, and yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I could see them doing it for the anniversary. Which man, make me feel old. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, so, like, one cool thing is is. You get to see a little charm, which is an umbrella symbol. Nice. That if you buy the chapter, you get a little umbrella symbol for your uh, your characters that they can equip. Uh, yep. I know, I know it's it's something so simple and, and and something stupid. Some people say, but I think that's so cool. I reinstalled Dead by Daylight just to get the Silent Hill DLC because I'm that starved for content. That is, you know, that is my favorite franchise. And, uh, <laughs> and dude, how how fucking cool is that? That Silent Hill and Resident Evil are going to merge. That's going to be hype as hell. I mean, it's like the Smash Brothers of horror games. I'm excited. <laughs> it, it, it it really is. And you know, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, at my house, we still play Dead by Daylight. My wife plays mm-hmm. it all the time. I, I still play a bunch of it, too. But, like, I I have been kind of slack in a while uh, just because, you know, you know, podcasting and then, like, Mortal Kombat. You know, Sam and I have been conversing a lot about Mortal Kombat the past few yep. months. And, you know, same with you, Mitch. And, uh, you know, so I was, like, you know, trying to get that Mortal Kombat hype back for the movie. And uh, and just dude, just Mortal Kombat 11 is just fucking awesome. It oh really yeah. Is. Have you uh, have you but, gotten all the uh, DLC characters for it? 
have you, have you been able to play as like Terminator and uh, Rambo, Spawn, I believe, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I. Funny story. I have bought the just regular game for mm-hmm. like from GameStop for like it, it, during a sale. It was really cheap, but it was just the disc, and they just gave me a blank case. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was hoping to at least get the actual case. And then, like, not even like two weeks later, they say, "Oh, we have another sale," and I could get the uh, MK that, Ultimate, yeah, for, like the same price. And I was like, oh, "I'm gonna have to double dip because I could get everything <laughs> for you know a low price." So. Yeah, it's got everything's got to be like probably get it all for like thirty bucks by now, right? Not with that. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I paid something like around, that, like in between twenty five thirty. At the time, yeah. this was you know, a few months back. Well, even if you've got just the base game, you have Aaron Black, and he's the best character. So <laughs> I don't know about but, that, but <laughs> I, I'm an Aaron. When it comes to Mortal Kombat 11, I am an Aaron Black main. He is. Oh man, he's so really? good. Yeah, I I like trap characters. I I like playing. You know, anything that I can control the battlefield with makes me feel better. So using like his. The coins to keep him at bay, and then you've got, of course, his poison, which is just absolutely phenomenal. And then you get when anybody gets close to you, you can still combo off with either you know faster with the dual pistols if you're sharp, uh, the gunslinger, but sharpshooter Aaron Black, man, <laughs> oh, he's so good. Once you start like learning how to reload the rifle, like in between every shot, it's he's easy as hell to use and super fun. Plus, he pours acid on the ground and then steps their face in it. And that's awesome. I mean, I would say that Aaron Black by far has become, I mean, like an, an overnight success and more kind of, you put him in X, he did very, very well. Everyone loved him. He was, he was my favorite character there, yeah. too. I love Aaron Black. <laughs> Aaron Black in World Combat 10. I'll take oh, him yeah. all day. MK11, uh, for some reason, like, I just, I cannot play as him for some reason like he's my favorite character in mortal kombat 10 in mk10 he didn't have the like with when you're using the dual pistols a the stance changes or fighting style changes that they gave you i mean that that changed a bunch of characters in a really cool way you know but aaron black a lot of people who switched over from what i've seen and i was kind of the same way they were used to spamming his pistols his pistols in mk10 are insane like they, you, you yeah. can keep someone at bay. They're really fast. You don't have to worry about them. But in MK11, now you have a an input which pulls the pistols out, and then you can only pick one action, so it's not as fast. Part of me feels like maybe that's what a lot different is. I kind of like it because I like being able to shoot people out of midair when they're trying to, you know, jump kick spam. You've you've played <laughs> Mortal Kombat online, probably. You know what I'm talking about. Why did they a little bit in general on, on 11 down from 10 so for better for yeah me, i think i think the pace is pretty good now i wish they would shorten the, the x-rays a little bit maybe oh i i like them long but that's just me i <laughs> they they spend a lot of time like making them look real cool yeah thousandth time when i'm working up the same tower and i'm just also like, true <laughs> the, the only the only time that uh the x-rays suck is like if you're actually trying to do the online challenges where it's like, oh yeah oh i want to try to make in the top 50 under the top 50 so i can or you know 50 percent so i can get all these cool 
skins once the event's over. Yep. Uh. Nope. Yeah, it, it became such a grind. That is one thing I will. I like the the equipment and the cosmetic unlocks and stuff. But man, if you didn't want to shill out any scratch, it was a fucking grind for a bunch of shit. They, I think they fixed it. Like I know, really early on after launch, when the game first came out, it was really bad. And I know that they had a a patch that fixed it really early on, but I don't think it got much better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, if, I wouldn't say it's hit or miss now, but it's like you know, if you if you already have a lot of shit unlocked. The chances are, like you know, like the the dailies or whatever, where they you know they give you a, a list of like things that you can use your shards or whatever to to buy. It's like, eh, I'm not going to to you know waste my shards to get some bundle. Yeah, I just unlocking the game, just playing. Uh, yeah, it has to be like something I really, really want. Yeah, usually wait for your favorite character to have something super cool. I waited. Uh, I got. I can't remember what it was. It was one of Aaron Black's like face masks, but it looks like a skull with like fire coming out of it. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I think I spent shards or whatever the hell on that. But I, I don't. I, I know I don't spend them much. I do hoard them. <laughs> but yeah, I, the, uh, yeah. The chrome mask or the, the chrome skull mask. It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that, I thought that looked pretty neat, you know. And then, you know, that's cool that they give, like, I, kind of. I, I'm a fan of RPGs, so I like the fact that, you know, different armor and weapons have different stats. But in a fighting game, that's really hard to implement. And in some of the challenges, like, they become really important. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat 11, like, it's really a game changer for... Mortal Kombat, just because of now we can interchange armors and, mm -hmm. and you know certain things do, uh, you know, do matter as far as like you know giving you better stats on a certain you know item like you know your health could be stronger or you know your armor uh, you know you can injure your opponent and you know kind of like in a bleeding status. Yep. If you, if you wear a certain thing, you know, like there's so much things involving Mortal Kombat 11 that just kind of opens the door to uncharted territories that the game's never been at before. Well, and, and if you think about it, I mean, this would be a logical step. I'm not saying that they, they would, but they, they have tried the more action-oriented game before. You know, we had uh, Special Forces and Shaolin Monks that were more, like, adventure games. And, and like I said, that, that game mode in uh, Armageddon, where you play as Shujinko and do that, I could definitely see them making some kind of, like, third-person action RPG using uh, Mortal Kombat characters. I'm not saying they would. I'm just saying it would be a pretty easy step, you know, mm -hmm. since we already have this equipment system and they've, they've shown that they can do it. They have a colorful enough cast of characters that they could, you know, build an entire interlock story around it. I think it'd be pretty cool. Right. And I think, like, uh, Sam and I have talked about this, or maybe this was in the chat, but Sam had brought up, like, if it wasn't for Injustice mm, and, like, yep. and, you know, how they kind of started the uh, the armor and, and uh, you know, all the different kind of 
equipment that you can add on your characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I if it wasn't for for them trying with that game, we probably wouldn't have seen that happen in the future NK games. No, no, had had that business model not worked out, we definitely wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, as much as like Mortal Kombat 10 is, is so much fun to play, uh, you know, now that this this new evolved system within Mortal Kombat 11, I, I it's hard to go back, really. Yeah, I, I have not touched Mortal Kombat 10 since Mortal Kombat 11 dropped. I can I can safely say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think they did a good job too. Kind of like, yeah, the whole. Well, uh, what What about you, Sam? Like, what do you think of like the whole like evolution in the in the gameplay system? I mean, yeah, like, I think it's pretty really, really positive. I think they did a good job. Kind of like interweaving yeah. the premise of the story, being that there are these infinite realms, and they're using that as sort of a source of retconning. You know, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner, so to speak, with, I mean, that happens if you have eight or nine previous games, like, you know, that happens, so did a really strong way of kind of retconning everything, and the idea that you can have these unlimited, you know, possibilities of all these different realms, where that gives you an excuse for all these different armor sets, and, I mean, frankly, that's something the game needed, it, you know, one thing, one or two copies, but you know, to be able to sit here and go through and change out all this different stuff that gives you incentive for rank play and that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, that's a pretty big feature, I would say, you know. I don't, I can't really think of any other fighting game that, you know, particularly has at, at least something that's exactly like that either. So Netherrealm really kind of made way with that on it. Just, you know, there, there's, a, there's a couple. Tekken, uh, some of the later Tekken games, they had like a... You know, they've got like an equipment armor system, and it's been tried before, but it's really difficult to do in a fighting game. It's not like it is trying to balance out different characters in like a class-based shooter or an RPG. But I think, minus some of the steeper, yeah, and that's that's just my gruff with microtransactions as is. But other than some of the steeper prices, I think the equipment system implemented actually works well. You know, it's it's it. It feels necessary, but it also doesn't feel like, you know, micromanaging too much. You don't have to go ape shit on some of the best gear to finish some of the harder challenges as long as you're, you know, at least okay with the game. Yeah. Like, it it really kind of gives you, like, incentive to maybe want to play a particular character mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, it, it doesn't make it seem like when you play a match that... You know, it's it's gonna be the same type of match. You know, every every time you play, like now it's different to where oh, I'm actually building experience on this character to where he can actually unlock a slot of like an augment slot or you know something. Yep, it gives you incentive to keep playing that character, and you know, Sam kind of uh, kind of hit that a little bit when he was talking, but. But yeah, I mean that is a really big uh, key factor in uh, in like the new Mortal Kombat game. Um, I, I do want to mention uh, within the new Mortal Kombat 11 game, uh, you know the new boss character Chronica, mm. and how and how just what she does 
Uh, you know, I mean, she is uh, Shinnok's mother, and same with Centrion. Uh, I think yep. that's her name. But, and, you know, those are two powerful characters, but yet she is the mother of those characters, and she's fucking powerful. She like, commands time. That's her whole shtick, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, uh, which is a pretty powerful, you know, power, for lack of a better term, I'd say. Right, yeah. I mean, she she pretty much can uh, alter time. I mean, yet she has to have time to be able to keep altering time. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which is, you know, pretty much part of the storyline of the game. Yep. But, you know, just the creation. Like, you know, just looking at the creation of this new fresh character that's never been in any of the other games. Bringing someone like that into this game. And it really opens up a lot of avenues for the future development of the series. Because if you have someone who can alter time, I mean, there's there's an infinite storyline. I mean, you know, you can have character, certain characters die in one game. Oh, yeah. Somehow they bring Kronika into it. They can bring them back in some way, you know, like... Uh, I don't know. No, no, she, I, she's uh, I I agree. I think like when it when it comes to like where their story's going, having having you know some some form of time travel, some form of way to explain the alternate timelines or like the different uh, realities, you know, like Luke Kang sees. I, I think that's that's a pretty neat because they they can yeah because that at that point they're just saying that you know who cares what is or isn't canon. Everything you've seen in the stories of the game, yeah, that all happened. You know, just different timeline, different reality. And I, I, Mortal Kombat's of of an old enough franchise, and it has a big enough cast of characters that I think that's like the best step for them. Yeah, I I, I think that the introduction of some kind of overarching MacGuffin like Chronica is is works very well with this game series. Yeah, and like uh, you know, so like the original game series kind of ended with Armageddon. Hmm. And then you know, then we got this this uh, reboot with uh, Nether Realm. Uh, I I just I don't know I don't know if this is because uh, the gameplay and video games have evolved so much, but I I really like the direction that Nether Realm is taking this game, and I think you know a lot of people can agree with me because I mean look how long has it been since we've seen a Mortal Kombat movie. Since, right, and then you know now, with how successful these newer games are, we're actually gonna get, <laughs> we're actually gonna get a Mortal Kombat movie, uh, and, in twenty twenty one, and not only just you know a Mortal Kombat movie, but a faithful R rated, proven to be hyper violent Mortal Kombat movie. You know that's that's what the the franchise is known for. That's it's going to be super exciting to finally see if we can maybe get some kind of translation of that on the screen. And once again, it's a, adapting a fighting game into a movie. That's not an easy task, but with the storied history of mortal Kombat, it's right there for you. I mean, you, you could literally copy paste the story as long as we get to see, you know, <laughs> everything we want to see as viewers, it's going to be phenomenal. hundred <laughs> percent agree, man. What do you think, Sam? I mean, I pretty much agree, man. I mean, you know, that's 
what more could you really ask for out of them anyway? You know, they had all these different these different end characters and all that. And I mean, you know, especially with Kronika and, you know, just the evolution of all that. I mean, you know, the sky's the limit. You know, the game is really cool. And now we're getting the movie. And the movie, you know, it's like, it's, you know, whoever would have thought we would have seen another one, you know, coming off of, you know, the first ones did very well. Yeah, to be fair, the last, I mean, not counting Legacy, I guess the last real movie we had was uh, uh, Annihilation. So, yeah, you know. time, so. <laughs> so, and it looks like they did, you know, I mean, they tried to get that, that movie, I believe, you know, up off the floor for years, trying to get it going, and they finally got it, and it's looking like it's going to look good. I mean, I've been here a couple of days, man, so I'm, so I'm ready to go see it. I don't know about you guys, so I'm ready to go see it. Oh yeah, I uh, I'm pretty hyped. I've got gonna watch it on HBO Max probably at 3 a.m. when it drops, like I did with Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I bought HBO Max just for Mortal Kombat. I and, yeah, uh, I got it for for Kong and Mortal Kombat, Kong vs. Godzilla uh, in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, I think Kong vs. Uh, or Godzilla vs. Kong kind of helped with the leverage because I did buy it already and I watched mm-hmm. it. You know, I watched all the goodies so far, but uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat, dude. I'm, I'm fucking stoked for this, dude. It's been same. I, uh, I'm. I'm. I'm sorry, Mark. What were you saying? But I said it's been years since of like me waiting for something like this to actually happen. Oh yeah. Uh, it feels good, doesn't it, to have something to look forward to? <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it's. It really has been a while since, like, I've actually like thought about, like, man, I'm really looking forward to seeing something. Like, it, this is it, man. Mortal Kombat. I'm really looking forward to this. I and, am. I am too. I'm excited to see what, uh, if if any elements of this movie affect the future games, because that that's been a common shtick, you know. Uh, even the the original Mortal Kombat, uh, Kano, with a you know the character was not an Australian like low life like he was portrayed in that movie. That's not how they had expected. Him. They expected him more like a you know a cyborg like Universal Soldier like. And uh, when they got to you know actually filming the movie and stuff, and they were messing around with the characters, and they were kind of playing with each other. Uh, uh, What's his name? Tre- Trevor Goddard, I believe, is the actor's name, who played Kano. He gave him the Australian accent, and that stuck. You know, we we have the Kano we have today because of that movie, and that's I, I love to see like the back and forth. You know, and Resident Evil did. You know, not to keep bringing it up. Well, however, the director yeah. of Mortal Kombat, the one I'm talking about, also directed Resident Evil, so it's it's fair. But he did they, they did that too. The the laser scene in the original Resident Evil, which was probably the most memorable scene in that, made its way into Resident Evil 4. So this is kind of a future thing, but in the future of Mortal Kombat 12, I'm excited to see if there's any elements from this movie that they translated over. Right. Yeah, that is interesting. And uh, before I let Sam talk, I want to uh, mention, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat Legacy, the web series, mm-hmm. uh, had you know had to have played a part in uh, to getting uh, you know whoever is behind Mortal Kombat Warner Brothers or you know the studio to put Mortal Kombat 2021 together had to have gotten something from Legacy because 
for that being a web series, it was very well done, and it really gave the fans what they wanted because uh, they really did stay true to uh, just the the fight scenes that we've been wanting to see for mm-hmm. so long. Yeah, that's I had I haven't mentioned Legacy yet because I've just been sticking to the films, but that Legacy was phenomenal. They they did a really good job, especially for being a low budget you know web series. I I, I still go back and. Well, I guess it's been a little bit, but yeah, I, I just rewatched it like a year or so ago, not too long ago, and it still holds up. Yeah, yeah, and you know it, that has to at least give, uh, you know, had to have given the the studios like some sort of gas mm-hmm. in, in their tank because uh, you know it's very well put together uh, web series, and you know it couldn't have been cheap, really. I mean. It was probably still low budget, but I mean, they you know they're able to get like you know Michael Jai White. Yeah, there was it. real money involved. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and really, man, I I would love to see Michael Jai White in the new Mortal Kombat movie, but you know I don't think that'll probably happen. But yeah, I don't. <laughs> uh, I, as much as I would, pardon me, I I would love to see him in there, but I don't. Uh, uh, I I. I'm trying to remember the name of the actor who's playing Jax in the new one. His last name's Brooks. I, I cannot remember his first name. But regardless, I, I would like to see Michael Jai White in that role. He's he's awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, we can't forget he did play Spawn in yeah. live action. So, I mean, you know, small world, so to speak, you know, because Spawn comes back in the new Mortal Kombat game as a downloadable character. They, he does, and they brought Keith David back, who played Spawn's yes. voice in the HBO uh, series. And Keith David is my Spawn. <laughs> that voice is is synonymous with Spawn. He's definitely had. He definitely has an iconic voice. Oh yeah. But yeah, you know, I just I just want to mention that because small world, you know, Michael J. White was in Mortal Kombat Legacy, and he played Spawn. Oh yeah, so many. So many cool tie-ins to the series. I am. I I I love it. (laughs) And it's 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 big enough. If you go, you know. Speaking of casting choices, and I know we're kind of going all over the place, but here, uh, as great as most of the casting was for Mortal Kombat uh, 1995, you know, uh, obviously, yes. Even though Lyndon Ashby did great as Johnny Cage, they wanted you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme for the role, which of course he went on to play Guile in uh, the street fighter movie, you know, (laughs) which let's have a, you know, let's have a Jean-Claude Van Damme play the guy who's supposed to be like the embodiment of America, you know, and then if Bridget Wilson was also phenomenal as Sonia, even though that was supposed to be Reese Witherspoon, she uh, was actually in line to be in that role and she hurt her hand and she couldn't perform it, so they got Bridget Wilson. She actually started like shooting Mortal Kombat. I think it was like it was like either the same week or the day of. She had just wrapped filming on Billy Madison, and uh, she actually did her combat training on set uh, because she didn't have time before they started filming the like shooting the role. And, you know that's a, that's a great casting choice. They did so uh, obviously as I mentioned, Trevor Goddard as Kano, but they uh, you know they slipped up pretty bad when i think of the chinese themed god of thunder raiden i do not think of 
Christopher, I played Highlander Lambert. Christopher <laughs> Lambert as as Raiden, it might be one of the worst casting decisions I've ever seen. Oh, it is, I mean, he's got a charm, and I love him in the movie, you know, but my God, why do you have Christopher Lambert and his dumbass, you know, Christopher Lambert voice trying to play Raiden? He <laughs> was basically like, like, okay, you remember Highlander? Yeah. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Right, right, go. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna play Highlander, but uh you're not Highlander, you're a Chinese god of thunder. <laughs> you know <laughs> this hat. Okay, and go. Yeah, I, I don't know what where their idea for that was, but you know, I <sighs> way to go, you know. I I mean at least at least he's known for more than just uh Mortal Kombat, you know, at least he was from Highlander. However, I, I'm trying to, I'm sorry, I'm thinking, I'm trying to remember. He, I think it was 11, but it might have been 10, but Raiden is voiced by Christopher Lambert, or by, uh, not, yeah, Christopher Lambert, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, a, not, all right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the, the guy who played him in the movie voices him in either Mortal Kombat 10 or 11, Christopher Lambert, I, I, Blanking though, I'm sorry. It's two AM. Yeah, he, well, <laughs> right. Yeah, like so. I I I, I did kind of dig that uh, Mortal Kombat 11 did bring back the classic character skin of from the movie. So we do get Christopher Lambert in the game, which was pretty cool to see. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, Lyndon Ashby, uh, Johnny Cage also revoiced him in again tenor. I think it was the same one. But I I just thought that was really neat that they were like, yeah, you know, as bad as you were as Raiden, how about you come back and voice Raiden? Because then at least you don't look like Christopher Lambert. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I not to shit on Christopher Lambert, because, dude, I, I do like Christopher Lambert. So do I. Oh, I, I love him to death. And I love Highlander. I just don't think he should be Raiden. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, so, yeah. You can still like an actor, but there's a certain certain roles that maybe weren't for you. Um, yeah. But but then again, like looking back at that time, like who could have played Raiden? I mean, they could have maybe got someone in there that's not well known. That's you know, and yeah, trying to think of who would you get to play Raiden? And it's 1995. You've got a to cast for a Chinese themed God of Thunder. I can almost guarantee you that Christopher Lambert may have been like the least offensive option they chose, and that's still saying a lot because he's Christopher Lambert. I mean, and, and and to be fair, they had like a it was a French guy who played Sub Zero. You know, you got they they didn't care, <laughs> but those yeah. don't matter because they're under masks. Well, well, I mean, plus you got to think back then. Uh, you know, I don't think being like thinking of like offending anybody was going to be something on their priority list. Like they didn't give a oh, shit. Oh no, no, they, they definitely, I mean, we saw the game, the nineties were fucking lawless. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and really back then I think everyone was kind of thick skinned in a way. I mean, no one really, you know, nothing really got brought up to, you know, like, Hey, I, I'm offended by, you know, such and such. Like, I mean, it's not like nowadays. You know? I mean, we're, we're talking 20 years ago or more than 20 years ago. Yeah. And, oh, it was a it was a different time. 
Uh, however, they also still got mad at our, our video game having really cheesy pixelated blood and decided that we needed to get the government involved. <laughs> <laughs> what, funny that we're on this because there is some controversy with Mortal Kombat. And uh, in, in Germany, Mortal Kombat, the game, uh, or actually every Mortal Kombat game was banned for 10 years. From its release until 2015. Yep. Yeah, they uh, they are really strict. Uh, like Germany and Australia, like they're really strict on what like content can be in video games, and Mortal Kombat definitely uh, pushed some buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially from like uh, the reboot Mortal Kombat game in 2011. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, it was also banned in Brazil and South Korea. And then, uh, you know, it was banned in Australia until uh, 2013. But I think, I think from what I read, Mortal Kombat 11 is still banned in Indonesia, Japan, China, and Ukraine, if I'm not mistaken. I could definitely see it being banned somewhere, yeah. There are certain countries, especially like in Japan, they have, but they're not so particular about sexual content or some things, but not even particularly with gore, but like decapitations, they kind of immediately get red flagged. So that's, you know, generally something they considered in certain countries that for some reason. Mm. I was just yeah, of, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's so crazy to think, uh, you know, it's a, it's a video game. So, you know, everything is, you know, not real. Like, you know, right. it's not, you know, live action snuff film shit, even though, like, it's pretty graphic. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, none of that stuff really happened to people. Yeah, but people get all up in arms, I assume, because you, you know, since you're controlling these characters, it's a proxy of you performing these actions. And it's like, <laughs> yes, yes, I, uh, I played a video game where I was a ninja and I tore a guy's skull off the top of his head with a spine still attached. Let me just go do that to my friend right now. You know, little eight year old trying to perform the spine rip. I mean, you know, they, they took it over overboard. And I, under, I understand that there's a lot more to it than just, uh, you know, don't don't be a wimp. It's just violence. And, and it's a nuanced subject. But like I uh, violence in video games does not cause problems. I, I, I mean, is that a hot take? I don't think so. But. I mean, what, can it cause psychological issues? I mean, I, it, it could. It could. I mean, and, and you know, you always, that's the reason that, you know, and this is a good thing. It's a reason that Mortal Kombat brought the attention and we have the ESRB. You know, because there is a rating, We, if your kid's playing a rated M video game that's designed for someone who's 17, then that's your either yours, it's your fault. You're the parent. You know, you don't want your kid consuming that content. Don't expose them to that content. You know, if they're going to explore it on their own, obviously, but, you know. No, no, that that's a great point. And I think people need to hear that. It's it's the parent's fault. Yeah. If a kid oh, 100%. under 18 is playing this game and, you know, say the, the child uh, plays these games and, you know, starts getting violent against real people, then it's like, okay, hey. You're playing this game. I think maybe I need to take this game away because the way you're acting in real life isn't how you're supposed to act. 
Right, and and you know, with with younger kids especially, you you want to like focus on that, but they're going to be exposed to it eventually anyway, and especially with how lax uh anymore this uh, comparing today to 1992 how lax violence is especially like on tv you know the walking dead is is a pretty gory show i mean i'm just as an example here that was on just a normal cable that wasn't hbo that was just basic cable you know we we've i watched a movie the other day i don't know if you guys have seen it it's called underwater it came out like last year yeah with uh uh, kristen stewart Yeah. Okay. So that movie's rated PG 13. And there is a sequence where a gentleman is exposed to like rapid decompression since he's at the bottom of the Marianas trench and his suit fails. And this character implodes completely on screen in one of the biggest flourishes of blood I've ever seen in a movie. And it's, it's a large concussion. So there's a sequence in this movie that's PG 13 where a group of people are having to push body parts and entrails away from themselves as they look for their other companions in a blood cloud. And I remember thinking, holy shit, the original Mortal Kombat almost got banned and caused an actual lawsuit. Like, you know, the things have really changed anymore. So, <clears throat> uh, you know, at the time Mortal Kombat caused all that controversy, I've been playing the shit out of Doom Eternal lately, and I can guarantee that Doom Eternal is more violent than the original Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> and and nobody's talking about it. You know, nobody there has not been a single thing, oh Doom Eternal's breaking, you know, ruining our kids' youth, but I mean the original Doom did, I guess. Ah, it's it's a <laughs> it's, it's a really long that that, that is a whole that's different a whole, topic. Yeah, that's a whole another podcast, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I don't mean to ramble. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Uh, I you made some very good points. So like, all right. So like, what is what is you guys' favorite faction? Oh, dude, the Shirai Ryu all the way. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. Over the channel, uh, I, I get I get a lot of Wu Tang uh, vibes from it. <laughs> <laughs> the the Shirai Ryu are great. Lin Kuei is great. The Black Dragon's great. I mean, like, they're all really cool, and they're and the special forces, obviously, because you know. But uh, the Shirai Ryu, the way that they operate, it just like how they're just full-blown ninjas. That's their whole shtick. You know, other than Scorpion, they don't have powers like the, the Lin Kuei. They can't command ice. These guys are just like, nah, give me a sword. Give me some weird ninja weapons, and I'll start tearing people up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like, being realistic, being realistically, I would have to say Lin Kuei all the way. Oh, they're, I mean, don't get me wrong. Cryomancers are cool as hell, and Sub-Zero's dope, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're they're super cool. I still stick with the Shirai Ryu. <laughs> <laughs> Shirai Ryu. And it's fun to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to say the Black Dragons. Nah, they're, like they're pretty cool. I mean, like, Kano's pretty cool. Movado, he was kind of neat, and I mean, technically Cabal. I mean, it's a pretty cool faction. There's some cool characters yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, dude, Cabal, man, dude, Cabal, Cabal is so my cool. Dude. I love his, I love his character, his moves. The hook swords uh, are really they're unique. Know, yeah, dude. Yeah, Cabal, dude, he's definitely up there. He's if he's not in anybody's top. I want to say five list, dude. Like they need oh. to reevaluate. Cause see, 
I'll say top ten. Be safe. Top ten, safe. Top top five. I don't know. Top five gets hard because there's there's so I I love Cabal, but I mean, like you've also got a you got Fujin. I mean, we we don't see him very often, but he is he is so much fun. He's super cool. And then like obviously Sub Zero and Scorpion are are awesome. You know, those are going to be most people. I guarantee you, if you ask them who's their favorite character, they'll tell you it's Scorpion or Sub Zero. You know. Right. I think if I had to go with top five, it'd probably be I mean Brutus Holder. Every game. Be Kung Lao number one for sure. Oh Kung Lao's so cool. Yeah. Good moveset, stylized. Kano. Kano's usually up there. He's a core staple of the series. Oh yeah. He's an OG. <laughs> he yeah. is an OG. Shang Tsung Shang and Quan Chi, both of them. Definitely in three and four. Rock solid and I'm a huge Kenshi fan. Uh, he'd probably be like number one or number two. Kenshi or Bo I like. Oh, Bo Raicho is funnier now. Uh, uh, trainer of of he's supposed to be Liu Kang and uh, uh, Kung Lao's like one of their mentors. He's just an alcoholic, <laughs> big fat, drunken boxing guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fart, farting and puking. <laughs> He like pours the out world alcohol into the guy, and he throws him out. <laughs> it just blows him up. Yeah, that one is classic. <laughs> I love. Uh, I I love the fatality where Kenshi uh, lifts his sword up, obviously telekinetically, because that's his whole shtick, and he spins it around like a big old fan, and then just pushes their body through it. You see, like the first hit is slow mo, and it like cuts the top of their head off. You see their brain jiggle, and then they just get jibbed. Like that one was. <laughs> First time I saw that, I was a little floored. I was like, "That's pretty fucking nuts." <laughs> Dude, do you think uh, Keanu Reeves is going to play Kenshi? Has that I've, been confirmed? I, I I would hope so. If if Kenshi ever, I mean, he's modeled after fucking Keanu Reeves. He's got to be played by him. <laughs> Dude, yeah, if they cast someone else differently, oh, that's such a huge miss. It would have to be Keanu. Oh point. yeah. I, you couldn't make the character without Keanu Reeves, I don't think, and which is sad because I, I really like him and I like his son uh, Takeda. He is like the the whips that had like razor blades on them, and oh, yeah, he he was oh man, he was cool. He like threw his his uh, the whip blade thing down your throat, like pulled their intestines out of their mouth. Just you know interesting cool ways to kill people (laughs) i guess that's what you get paid to do all day i mean you got to come up with some wild shit and that's (laughs) it's wild that they're they've they've been so creative not only with the fatalities but like just the x-rays you know they've they've taken i love how they've they've built the characters over the year how different sub-zero and scorpion are now versus just being color swapped you know palettes of the same character in the original yeah it's and they it's it's so neat and they've done such a good job with their characters. It's so hard to pick a favorites, but you know, Kenshi's pretty high up there. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I always liked uh, Noob Saibot, even though he oh was, yeah, he was kind of uh, 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 a poke fun jab kind of character. He, he used really to be. Involved. Yeah, he was kind of like a, an in-joke because of his name, and then they, they turned him into this dimension-hopping shadow demon thing. His new Noob Saibot's fucking monster. <laughs> He's cool. MK9010, I think that's when they retconned it, and they um, 
They said that it was actually um, Bihan. That was yeah. Was it's it, yep. Yeah. So yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, I uh, I I. I've liked him. I, the only time I didn't really care for Noob Saibot when he was in the game, and I think it's it's either Deception or Deadly Alliance, one of the PS2 ones, but he was tacked with uh, Smoke. It was Noob Smoke was the character. I uh, I love Smoke by himself. He's definitely, like, top five. And I love Noob, Noob Saibot, but, like, don't put them together. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, do not put them together. Dude, Smoke is fucking awesome. And it is cool how they introduced him as. Uh, was he introduced as the robot first? Yeah, he was a robot first. He was a color swap version of Sector and Cyrax. Right. Yeah. So he was introduced as Smoke first. That was one of. He was probably my favorite out of the uh, Sector in. Uh, oh yeah, by far Cyrax. him. Unless you're going to count Cyber Sub Zero, he was pretty cool too. Yeah. <laughs> Which and do, and that's 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 very hard to say because all of them characters are fucking awesome. Yeah, they uh they added them basically with Triborg, I think was the name of the character. Yeah, uh, was, and, they uh, had a DLC and ten MK ten. Yeah, and that was it was Sector Cyrax and Smoke, right? If I I'm trying, yeah, yeah, I think yep, so. all three of them. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was kind of a cool, but that's that was a different way of doing it than I I, I want to say it was it was. De- uh, deception, but I can't remember. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's probably Deception. Uh, yeah, that's the one with Onaga, yeah, right? But Dragon Smoke King? In, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I, th- I think that's the big bad. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, no. No, yeah. I. It, be, to be honest, uh, I never played Deception. I never got around to playing that one. Oh, I, it, was, uh, it was definitely the cheesiest. There was a mechanic so you could hit uh, L1 and it would switch your fighting style, you know, which is that was kind of when they brought that in. But every character had a weapon, which is pretty cool. However, anybody who had a bladed weapon, if you hit both your L and R buttons at the same time, you would impale your opponent. So you would actually stab them and they would bleed out. They would just start doing damage over time. So all you had to do, and I used to do it to cheese the computer all the time, is you'd pick Sub-Zero, stab him with his Sui Ice Sword, and then run around in circles while your opponent bled out and died. And uh, a lot of people didn't really care for that mechanic. <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> oh, it was cheesy as hell. <laughs> uh, but uh, before we move on from Smoke, I did, I did want to say Smoke in the reboot is fucking badass, dude. Oh, yeah. Was it MK9? Yep, that was he was my main in that game. I uh, I love the ability to throw a smoke ball and then have them teleport above you. I always thought that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I he he was one of my mains. I'll say from that game because just just the abilities, the gameplay for him was really cool. And you know it, you know, I I would say I'm I was sort of like an MK Ultimate main or uh, oh, MK3 yeah. main. Same. <laughs> like, so it was really cool to see like all of them guys come back in you know the later games. Oh, definitely. And you know, and seeing the human side of Smoke, you know, kind of revamped in a way. That was, yeah, it was it was really nice cool. to see him not be a, a robot for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But that's that's also the beauty of this franchise is that we, here we are talking about the same character and we've seen him both as a gray ninja and as a fucking robot. So you know anything goes. The 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 uh, sheer lunacy of the characters is what makes it so good. I love how different they are. And and dude, just to throw this whole podcast in a loop, like uh, with the new Mortal Kombat game, like look at Frost. Oh like yeah, her ability to uh, uh you know like her uh, i think it was her fatality where she pulls she freezes your brain and your spine rips it out puts it into another robot like yeah oh man they that they did they put so much character in and that's the other thing is that it's a it's a fine line with the fatalities uh from making it look you know cool and over the top and violent but not mean spirited you know you never once even when you're watching these these massive ending moves you're more fascinated by the spectacle of what's happening and you're never once like oh fuck yeah fucking super cool that dude's arm got torn off it's 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 a weird fine line that they were able to to for the most part cross there's there's a couple of fatalities where i'm like man that was a little mean <laughs> yeah uh, uh Jax has got a fatality. I, I think it's in 10. It might be 9. It might be 11. I can't remember right now. But it's called T-Rex, spelled W-R-E-C-K-S, where he shoves their arms into their body and then breaks their head, like, basically in half by their jaw and then puts a cigar out on, like, their exposed tongue. And it's, <laughs> it's like, holy shit. Like, he didn't have to fuck that guy up that bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, you fucked him up so bad that you felt bad for the other character. Yeah, there's not many that do it. There's, the, but that one and his field goal one, and that's only because he, you know, the kicking their head off their body, like basically through a field goal. That's that's fine. It's the fact that it's not the first hit that does it. The first hit, he just kicks him in the fucking head, and their head just jerks back, and it like breaks their face. You're like, oh yeah, that was fucking mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Oh yeah, so but mo- for the most part, you know, you see him and you're like, yeah, that's that's so impossible. It's cool, you know. When you see Noob Cybot split himself and ha- you know apart to his two forms, the shadow and the real one, each one grabs a guy's leg and then they pull him in half. Like, yeah, people are strong enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's I think that's that's the nether realm side of him. Oh yeah, do that shit. Oh, definitely. I'm, he also, you know, he's the other one with him is when he it's his X-ray he kicks you in the gut and you puke all over his leg. <laughs> that was pretty pretty brutal stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, for sure. So like, uh, you know, like so earlier in the show we talked about like who we want to see in the movie, like new characters that like that haven't been on a live action movie yet. Uh, you know, Quan Chi has got to be high up on the list. Um, I mean, I want to say like Kintaro, or Ooh. you know, oh yeah, yeah, it'd be see nice. a lot of Goro. I uh, we should see a little bit of Kintaro. Yeah, give us Kintaro and Shiva. You know, we we've we've seen one of the uh, oh what what is that race of. <laughs> Whatever Goro's race is, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. But yeah, give us more of them. Shokan. Shokan is what they're Shokan. called. All right, yeah. 
and you know, I mean, it, we all know Goro's gonna come back in the new one. Which, oh I mean, yeah, that's cool. But at the same time, it's like, all right, we've seen Goro. We see what he can do. Let's see some of these other bosses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put Motaro in there. You know, give me a a weird centaur. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we've seen the. Uh, uh, a puny one in Annihilation. Yeah. Okay. I mean, give me Sindel as well. We saw her in Annihilation technically, yes. but like, oh my God, that movie. It, they, they didn't bring back like any members of the original cast. It looks like it was shot for less money than like a single Power Rangers episode. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they were thinking with Shao Kahn. That dude who's playing Shao Kahn yeah. is not Shao Kahn. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, so he's got the voice for Shao Kahn. Oh, sure, dude, he's got the voice down. They should have made him look bigger than what he is, because I watched he's... that movie the other night. And, it like, doesn't dude, he, like, look eye-to-eye with Liu Kang? Isn't he, like, the yeah, same height? He's the same built <laughs> as Liu Kang. <laughs> Not a, a, an eight-foot-tall, towering titan, no, with a hammer. The only thing, and it was even done poorly, but I, I, I don't want to just shit on Annihilation. I, I want to give it some credit. The only yes. thing that movie did that I, I'll give it any credit for was it actually went far enough, even though it was the dumbest plot point and it made me want to, you know, give me an ulcer. Uh, we did get to see Liu Kang do his dragon form. Like, you know, that's that's a really famous fatality in the, the series. Yes. Really iconic. And we, we get to see Liu Kang turn into a dragon. That was pretty cool. However, we're going to forget all about that when this new one comes out, because as we've seen, we're going to see some kind of dragon, and I bet you it's done way better than it was in Annihilation. And yeah. what is what does Shao Kahn become? He becomes like a weird demon thing. <laughs> kind of like a, kind of like a Ghidorah thing. Y- yeah, yeah. He's it- <laughs> like a three-headed dragon. So Do you speak. remember? You remember? You know? You you remember playing Mortal Kombat when Shao Kahn turned into a three-headed dragon? Everybody remembers that. <laughs> uh, I think that's just the movie. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm so sorry. They're just so good that I. <laughs> <laughs> but did Shao Kahn ever really turn into anything in the game? No, no. Shao Kahn doesn't have any transformations. But that was kind of the thing. They they didn't need to give him one. They made the dude. You know, he, he's massive. He's actually, like, designed by the developers to be cheap. You know, he's designed to be unfair. He kills you in four hits. Like, congratulations, you you lost 25% of your health because Shao Kahn need you in the face. And he does that knee over and over again. He's He was designed to be a big bad boss. He didn't have to transform. When you make When you take a character who's that badass... And you make him so fucking dumb that you've got to turn him into discount King Ghidorah. You should have known right there and then you shouldn't have filmed it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, man, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, okay, we gotta have Liu Kang turn into a dragon, but we can't just have him kill Shao Kahn. No, that wouldn't we be gotta, cool at all. We gotta transform Shao Kahn into something bigger. You know, <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, the the the, you know, warmongering God Emperor of Outworld needs to turn into something to be more scary. Like even in in the end of the of the 95 Mortal Kombat, we saw like that weird giant projection of Shao Kahn, you know, the, the sequel bait right at the end of the movie. And that looked great. That was a great looking Shao Kahn compared to the bald fucking dude we got in Annihilation. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
I, I agree. Look, like looking back, you know, like when I was a kid, you know, I I think I was just in awe because of the whole thing. Because oh know, yeah, back then, you know, CGI wasn't something that was seen a lot. So like any CGI we saw was like new, you know, at the time. So mm-hmm. you know, of course, back then we all thought it was cool, but you know, years later, it's like all right, that that was. You know, some stupid looking shit. This and this might be a little unfair, but the only reason I I knock the CG in that movie so hard is because Jurassic Park came out a year before it. Like the that's true. true. (laughs) You cannot compare anything in the nineties to the special effects of Jurassic Park. That's that's not fair. (laughs) Oh no. But like, you know, in the movie's defense, um, you know, like like I said, I have a, spot, a soft spot for MK3. Oh, yeah. The Annihilation was very much like an MK3 movie. It, we had, it gave us the Sub-Zero with a scar over his eye, right? That was in, that was the Sub-Zero in Annihilation? Uh, I, I believe so. Or yeah, I, 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 I'm trying yeah. to think if he had the scar over his eye or not, like he does in 3. I I haven't watched Annihilation probably yeah. in five years. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Yeah, he... He does have a scar on his eye. Okay, so but, yeah, then you're right. Yeah, it's more uh, definitely now, more now, in line. Now, now I'm like double thinking myself. Was he in the first one, or no? No, nope. I just yeah, it's in the second one. He's got the scar okay. over his eye, but yep, yep. I, I definitely remember there is a scene with he has he has a scar over his eye, so it has to be the second one. Yeah. I, and and to be I and again I don't want to give that stupid movie any credit, <laughs> but I believe it gave us Nightwolf in a movie, and Nightwolf yeah. is a character I didn't think they would give us, and I like Nightwolf. Like I would be, I'm always happy to see him. Yeah, and and you know what? Really, honestly, I didn't see anything wrong even with uh, the actor in the movie. I thought he did. Oh no, no, a yeah, really the good the job for what he was given. Yeah, he he definitely did a. Uh, a good job portraying, you know, Nightwolf for yeah. what he was given, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, to to be honest, I really did like the setup of, like, just him appearing out of nowhere and then basically him causing uh, Liu Kang to uh, realize what his purpose is on, like, you know, what he needs to do. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then out of nowhere, Jade comes along and fucks shit up, but, you know. Which, and uh, another one, you know, like, the characters they decided to put into the, the movie were great. They just didn't execute any of them really that well. Like, Nightwolf did good. Uh, Sub-Zero, for what he was given, did good. And, of course, Scorpion was, was all right. Sindel, that might be one of the reasons I look at that movie as being so bad. That actress, uh, <laughs> I... I, I don't remember her name. I feel horrible. Uh, but it's, it's she's not one I'm super familiar with. But she uh, she played that like Rita Repulsa from the Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't think of the name right now. But I know she has been in a couple other movies. But I mean, you know, she's iconically known as Sindel in this movie series. But that's true. You know. Yeah, she didn't even use her hair. You know, give give me 
go far enough with the character to let me see her like whipping people around with her hair. <laughs> I, I think she did hit. Does somebody. she? Yeah, she does. In uh, okay, the scene where uh, she can, uh, you know, pretends that she's dead or whatever, and Katana's like, "Oh, mother, you're back." <gasps> you're yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I had forgotten. <laughs> Sorry. But, I mean, I... <laughs> it, no, you're good, Mitch. I mean, it was kind of like a shitty hair whip <laughs> but it's there <laughs> i'm glad that at least they went there you know to be fair but uh <laughs> yeah i i definitely i saw it you know a while ago but i've never ever <laughs> really been like i want to watch mortal Kombat annihilation again <laughs> i mean i did because of the you know the new movie coming up and that's like, and that's fair i definitely watched the the original or the 95 mortal Kombat. i just and I was going to. I did think about it. I was like, maybe. And then couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> <laughs> after after the nut punch, it's like, all right, I don't know if I can watch the next one. Right, right. I mean, don't, I, I do love, uh, like, the Goro. Go, going to that and uh, talking about special effects. Goro in, in 95 was actually played by, a, it's a full-on animatronic top that the actor actually wore, you know, they, they was full, no CG. They went practical. However, all of Goro's shots had to be shut, uh, like done outside of production because they couldn't take the animatronic to Thailand. It wouldn't, <laughs> there was no way it was going to survive. But uh, yeah, the reason that that fight is that short is out of necessity. It was, it was really hard and expensive and hot and the animatronic just kept fucking up. So they had to end it quick. And I think, working around it by implementing one of Johnny Cage's most infamous moves. I think that did a really good job. They honest to God did Johnny Cage better in that movie than any other character. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. I agree. That that was Johnny's uh, moment to shine. It really was. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, I could kind of see why they killed him off in the second one, even though like that was kind of shitty how like right off the bat, they killed him. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, you could watch the movie and they could tell you that and you'll know right away that <laughs> he's just not there cuz he said no to coming back to the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's it's all good like nostalgic fun. Oh yeah. Sense. I mean, you know, as much as everyone <laughs> can say all oh, their bad movies, there was some real, there was some good elements you could take from them a hundred percent there was some enjoyable moments because i mean honestly i don't think we're gonna get the classic like sub-zero scorpion skins in the new movie like we did in I, the movie yeah in the we did movie. have the the cool squared colored bubble vest things and they yeah in, in terms of a time capsule they, of course, they're wonderful. And and don't get me wrong, even though I'm dogging the hell out of Annihilation because it's a bad movie, I'm a guy who fucking loves bad movies. It's just, maybe that one, because it's it's so bad for a property I love so much that it just hurts me, but... <laughs> right. That, that's how I feel with the Resident Evil series. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's 100% fair. Yeah, they... <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> As much as I love that series, there, there, you know, there was a few that, you know, 
There's, uh, there's a lot they could have changed on those, and I'm I'm so glad that they're going to reboot that series too. Me too. I'm excited the to see the reboot side of things rather than the adventure action that they kind of went towards. Yeah, well, uh, you know, as long as they don't ever completely destroy my favorite character again, we'll be fine. The movie's version of Barry Burton makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, that was. I mean, the actor's not a bad dude, but no, no, he's a fine actor. For the character, oh, he's not Barry, not at all. <laughs> but you know that again. That's. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll save that for the next sandwich. One. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, this, this is so much fun, guys. Uh, we'll definitely have to do like another video game conversation like this. You know, yeah. maybe for Resident Evil. I was gonna say, yeah, definitely for us. That's another one that <laughs> I could talk about for a long time. Right. I know there's several Resident Evil podcasts out there, but true. I, you know, I would still like to give my stab at it. Well, that's it's that's a the fun, uh, genre. In all yeah, the series. I mean, that's the joy of being a, a, you know, just a genre podcast. You can talk about it, and it's not your main thing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's exactly niche. That's why I stick to uh, such such a broad topic. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's. I love it. I, I, I do listen to I, I, I mean I'm not gonna say I've listened to everyone. I've missed one or two, but I've listened to most of your most of your podcasts just because uh I enjoy horror and I enjoy, you know, a lot of obscure and, and, and lower quality, if you will, horror and you get to talk to some really cool people and it's really interesting to hear. So I'm I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much, man. <laughs> no problem. So, Sam, still with us, man? I'm still with us. Yeah, I would just like to add on to that, man. It's like, you know, Mark's sitting here. This guy's been sitting here hustling on this podcast, man. He's got good content. He's got good guests. He's got even better guests coming up. And you think the guests have been good before, which is see what's coming down the pipe, man. So, you know, we're just happy for Mark killing with this podcast and putting out good content for people. You know, obviously we're excited. The movie's coming out, you know. It's going to be seen in a couple days, so that'll be exciting to see. And, uh, you know, what can you really say? It's a good time to be alive, man. It's been crazy your last year. But, you know, we nobody di- we didn't die. I just should say nobody died. We didn't die. <laughs> coming out. What more could you ask for? So, you know. Did, think- did uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sam. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, I, I was just going to say, uh, Mark, you did see <laughs> that, that Cabal is in the movie, right? For the new one? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, uh, one of the newer trailers shows a quick fight scene of him and uh, Liu Kang. He's got his hook swords. He's doing the running. He's got the mask, and it's the same mask from MK11. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. I've, uh, I, you know, usually, especially with things like this, I keep up on the trailers and stuff, and I, and I'm all over the subreddits because I, I'm that kind of guy. But yeah, <laughs> nope. There's, there's a whole. Uh, one of the newer trailers when when we're done here you should look it up it, it looks pretty slick the guy they did a really good job with cabal and it's fun to see cabal just do cabal things <laughs> nice yeah after this podcast i'm definitely gonna check that out because you know i'm a i'm a big cabal guy as, as much as i love the Lin Kuei, uh cabal with the black dragons uh he's uh, dude i gotta say cabal's 
cooler than Kano. Oh eyes. yeah. Oh, that's I, I I agree. I like Kamal a lot more. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. His gameplay wise, I mean, in MK11 especially, he's he's probably one of my favorite characters to play so far. Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, guys, thank you so much for coming on uh on the show. Uh, this has been so much fun and you know like you guys I'm I'm looking forward to the new Mortal Kombat movie it's going to be kick ass and you know just talking about the franchise as a whole tonight really has me amped up to uh, to watch the movie same yeah same here